I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Yes, sir. Another hour with yours truly here. And uh, we're going to do things a little bit different. So, people are asking, are you going to be in the time slot going forward? Yes, I'm going to be in the time slot going forward. You're going to have me two to three every day going forward for the foreseeable future, right? This isn't temporary. This is how this is going to be. So, this is what I I kind of decided. So, on on days where, you know, the Brewers play like they do today, right around 3 o'clock, and since we really don't, do pregame shows necessarily like we have in the past uh, here on 1250. I'm just going to kind of use this hour, like walking you up to game time uh, to get you ready for the big Brewers game uh, that day. And today is a big Brewers game as they get ready uh, to take on the San Diego Padres and the Brewers getting ready to go for a sweep. So you're going to hear from Craig Council uh, and what he had to say before uh, today's game just uh, about an hour ago. He talked to the media. So we'll play that back for you coming up here in about uh, 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, and then after that, we'll take a break, and then we'll talk with the franchise, Tim Allen, host of your Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. So that's all going to come up here this hour. And to start off this hour, we'll talk about what happened last night with your Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, this, this, this right here really – uh, at the end of the day, was the man of the hour last night. 2-2 pitch. And that's hit in the air into right center field. He hit it well, and it's gone. Second home run in as many nights for Billy McKinney, and the Brewers jump out to a 1-0 lead. That's just a nice short stroke, Matty. Stayed right on it. Stayed right on it, and uh, a, a great job by Billy McKinney to give uh, the Brewers at that point uh, a 1-0 lead in that game against the Padres. Now, history says, let's be honest here, history says that they're not going to get a lot of runs aboard for Corbin Burns, at least not to this point of the year. So that 
right there was a good start. It's one nothing. Well, later on in that same inning, in the third inning, Travis Shaw came up, and I got a little Travis Shaw story for you here momentarily, but Travis Shaw came up with uh, runners on base. And they are loaded. Chance for a big third here for the crew. And Shaw rips one down the line, and that is a fair ball. Burns is in. Coming in is the big man Vogel back in a two-run double for Shaw, and it's three-nothing Brewers. My goodness, how quick were those hands? You see that swing? That was very impressive. Now I, I'm going to say this, and I, I don't know if Sam Schmitz uh, has this same type of feel or not. I know if Joe Zola was here, he would agree with me that it's probably happens to him. I, I literally picked up Travis Shaw on in fantasy baseball like a week or two ago, something like that, right about the time where he started falling off. Right before that, he was red hot, picked him up. Yesterday, I got to feeling guilty. I kind of got to feeling like I'm screwing this up for him. I feel like I'm kind of jinxing Shaw by having him on my fantasy team. So I was done. So yesterday afternoon, I got rid of him. I said, I'm done. So I put in to drop him, put in to pick up somebody else. I think it was, uh, who did I drop him for? Oh, I know what I did. I dropped him and... (laughs) I dropped him for a player that I cannot stand, that I despise. I don't like him. But it's fantasy baseball. He's playing well lately. So I'm going to roll with him. And for the sake of Travis Shaw, I got rid of Travis Shaw and I picked up Joey Votto. God help us. Uh, So now I got that idiot Joey Votto on my team. Again, Sam, done with Travis Shaw, right? Last night was his last night with me because it was waiver claim. So he's no longer on my team as of today. So I get done. Brewer game starts. Boom! There's Travis Shaw. Two RBI double now that he's not going to be on my team anymore. It's totally nice. One does not have anything to do with the other. But as a as a, a fan of your team, and that, when that type of stuff happens, you have to do the right thing. And I felt like I did the right thing there, Sam. Maybe it's just, uh, you know what I think it is? is I think whenever you guys, like here at the station, roster Brewers players, I think that's when bad luck happens because Ryan Horvat also talks about having Keston here on his fantasy baseball team, which I still believe he is on his team. But nope. as, as we know, Keston here batting like 118 right yep. now. So maybe that's it. But see, that doesn't that, – now this is the thing here. I don't buy Horvat. I don't buy Horvat. You want to know why I don't buy Horvat? Because Horvat's Mr. Gambling Guy, right? He's the guy that's on BetQL Daily. He's the guy that's telling everybody on Twitter what they should gamble on. It could be uh, a pig race, and Horvat would have odds on who's going to win the pig race and tell you and be right on who's going to win the pig race because he'd do his homework. Very good. If he was such a jinx, he wouldn't he wouldn't have anywhere to live. He'd be in a box right now. With as many gambling bets that dude makes on a single day, if if he had no luck, like I claim I I I I rarely have any luck. I got lucky to find my girl. But outside of that, not much else luck. Joseph Zola, when he was here, that that cloud just followed that dude everywhere. So we know he wasn't lucky either. Don't come at me, Horvat, with. Oh, well, yeah, I got Kesson here. My bad luck. Hey, that's why. Stop. Man, man, everything the man touches turns to gold. Literally. Right? I don't know. The way he talks about his fantasy baseball teams, it doesn't uh, doesn't seem like it's going the right way. Well, maybe he's just not knowledgeable enough in fantasy baseball. Maybe that's the issue. I think I think the latter, But yeah. But it's not because of bad luck or he's jinxes guys or anything like that. I don't know if that's a – Kesson here is my favorite player on this team. I've said it before. And I firmly believe he will figure this out. Will it take a trip to the minors to figure it out? Maybe. I don't know. But we'll get to the starting lineups because he's not in it today. Uh, But 
Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying that angle from Horvath. No. Unless he can come at me with some more proof of other guys he's done this to that have been just uh, playing really well for a while. He puts them on their team, and they go stone cold. He releases them, and they pick back up again. Then, okay, now you've got some proof. Okay, I'll listen to you now. Unless you got something like that, just because the guy stinks for the whole beginning part of the year, doesn't necessarily mean it's you. Now, we're going to see. Travis Shaw is no longer on my team. If Travis Shaw goes on two, three days on an offensive streak, right, and goes crazy, I'm telling you, I'm not going to take full responsibility, but there might be something to it. Uh, okay, I have no, I take no responsibility on Billy McKinney, good or bad. Billy McKinney playing out of his mind. We played you the home run earlier from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Now, again, guys on base, try to preserve a shutout at this point. It's 5 nothing. Billy McKinney's out in left field, and this is just incredible. And the call by Matt LaPay is even better. Maybe if this thing will play. This is why computers and radio really don't go hand-in-hand with each other. It really is. Here's the highlight. Maybe. Hold on. They're at the corners for Will Myers. Does it get any better than that? No, probably not. Matt LaPay and Rock on the call there. Bally Sports Wisconsin. And listen, Brian Anderson is outstanding in what he does. No question. And when something big happens, Brian Anderson gets excited too. But for me, there's nothing better than Matt LaPay getting excited literally about anything. He could get excited about a deer crossing the road. And get his voice up and going, and I'm I'm getting myself juiced up. I mean, nothing, nothing does that better than Matt LePay getting all excited. So that still wasn't it, though, because then Burns still had himself uh, in some trouble as well. And, uh, well, he got out of it, as always, because he's Corbin Burns. Doesn't matter. Didn't get strikeout number 10. He gets a harmless ground ball to Keston Hero as Burns turns back the threat. He turned back the threat there in the uh, fifth inning and got through it. Eventually got his 10th strikeout coming back out in the sixth inning. Uh, and the Brewers end up winning that game 6 to nothing yesterday. Corbin Burns, again, historic-type numbers at this point. Still has not walked a guy. Ten more strikeouts last night for 40 on the year. Six innings, four hits, no runs, ten strikeouts. His ERA is now .37, y'all. Man, Eric Yardley has not been good. Did give up a couple hits, but didn't give up a run, so that's good. Boxberger came in. Uh, didn't give up anything. A couple of strikeouts. Rasmussen, who also has struggled uh, this year, also pitched a scoreless inning of relief. And the Brewers uh, improved to 10-7. and seven, And now, sitting in a position to possibly go get the sweep today in San Diego against uh, the Padres. And this here, to me, is, is a big deal. Because coming into this series, the Padres had just come off an emotional series against the Dodgers. And you didn't really know what to expect necessarily as far as what they were going to be able to give you. But, hey, you're doing what you're supposed to do, and now you're in a position where Adrian Hauser goes to the mound today for the Brew Crew with a chance uh, to get the sweep, which is simply amazing. Now, here's your starting lineup for uh, the Brewers today. Jackie Bradley Jr., who was in a funk uh, the last few games, uh, he leads off and he's in center field. Vogelback uh, at first base. Uh, and batting second. 
Hitting third in right field, Avi Garcia. He's slowed down a little bit. Travis Shaw is at third base. Again, we'll see if uh, the Sparky Fantasy Jinx uh, is real or not. Omar Narvaez bats sixth. He has been red hot. Like, literally, if they said, Narvaez, you're hitting cleanup, I would be totally fine with it at this point. Uh, Narvaez there. Then Billy McKinney, also hot. Uh, at this point, he's batting uh, sixth in the game and playing left field. Seventh at shortstop is Robertson. Peterson, Jace Peterson, hit a home run in the ninth last night. He's at second base. No Keston Hira. Uh, and then Adrian Hauser to the mound for the crew today. He's one and two with a 3-1-4 ERA. Uh, and then 14 and a third innings pitch, 10 strikeouts to seven walks. That ratio has to get better. And he has given up uh, a couple of home runs to this point. For the Padres... They got their A lineup back in there. They definitely did not have their A lineup in there last night uh, against Corbin Burns. Tonight, or this afternoon, uh, Trent Grisham leads off and in center field. Tatis Jr. back in the starting lineup at shortstop. Machado back in the starting lineup at third base. Hosmer is catching and cleaning up. Uh, Jerickson Profar is in right field. Tommy Pham, who I can't stand, he's in left field. Kim is back at second base. Uh, Caratini, the former Cub, is catching. Lamette is the uh, pitcher for the Padres. That is a really, really good offensive lineup. It really is. It's a good offensive lineup, and we'll see how Adrian Hauser deals with it. Again, Burns didn't really have to deal with it uh, last night while he was in there. Those guys eventually ended up coming in later in the game, but did not have to deal with them uh, from the jump, which is obviously always uh, a good thing, too. So we'll see how the Brewers and the Padres do. Coming up next, uh, we have got to get to Craig Council. He spoke about one hour ago as the Brewers get ready to take on the San Diego Padres. That's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. How you doing? How's the snow treating you? You enjoying the snow? Because I'm not. I'm not even outside. But the fact that I can look outside and see snow-covered cars just really irritates me. And I know, I was complaining about this earlier in the big show, and people were tweeting at me, it's Wisconsin, Sparky. I understand. I've lived here all my life, man. I get it, right? Totally understand that it's Wisconsin. That does not mean that I have to enjoy or like the fact that it's snowing on April 21st. Like, that that's not a thing. Like, I get living here. I'm going to get snow in, maybe in November. Hell, I may get snow on Halloween. We've seen that. Maybe we'll get snow in December or January or February. I'm even okay with snow in the middle of March. I'll even deal with that. Not really good, but I'll deal with it. I understand that comes with living here. Fine. Snow in the middle to end of April should not happen anywhere. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you, if you live in the Dakotas. I don't care if you live in Idaho, Minnesota, northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, wherever. New York, Boston, Rhode Island. I don't care. Pick wherever you want to pick. Nobody should get snow at the end of April. It's just complete nonsense. We'll hear from Craig Council coming up momentarily as he talked about an hour ago. Uh, getting ready for the Brewers as they take on the Padres. So stay tuned for that. Let me tell you about my friends over at Young Express. Can we talk about so much continuing to grow? They're currently looking to add to their sales department. Now, you've heard me talk about what a great company this is to work for in the past. Now you can go and apply online. Now, listen, I've talked about Young Express and sales gigs for a long time, right? And they're always looking to add quality salespeople uh, to make some money, right? That's what this is all about. This these are the things they're looking for. High degree of integrity. Okay, fine. Uh, willing to prospect new businesses via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation. Willingness to travel within in an assigned territory. 
outside sales experience in the transportation industry is required. In the past, that wasn't the case. It is now. Outside sales experience in transportation industry is now required. Excellent written oral and face-to-face communication skills are essential. Closing and follow-up skills are a must. I talked about that the other day. I'm not very good at that, at least when I tried sales last time. All right, now what can you expect? 40-hour work week, salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests, existing book of business from day one. That's good. You got to have that to start from scratch in any sales job. Very, very difficult. Expense account with generous mileage reimbursement, health insurance, 401k, uh, with uh, up to a 3% match, which is always nice to have as well. Paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days. Cell phone, tablet, and all sales and promotional materials provided to you by Young Express. Email your resume today to John Young, jyoung at youngexpress.com or apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com, J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. All right, let's hear from the Brewer Skipper, Craig Council, as Adrian Hauser gets ready to take the mound today against the Padres he talked to about an hour ago, and this is how it went. It's strange, Gordon. What's What have been your impressions of him from seeing him from the opposing dugout and what can you do in terms of maybe adding some depth for the infield organization with the injuries y'all have had there? Yeah. I mean, this, this is a signing just about depth. I think, um, you know, we, 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 and I think about the trade of Orlando really. Um, so it's, it's just another infielder. It's an infielder with major league experience. Um, and we'll get him going here. And, um, and then he's he's a he's a guy that uh, is available for us if if a need arises. Craig, I think you said yesterday that today you might know more on the timing for Colton Wong. Is it too early in the day to have anything on that? Yeah, I, I don't have any to add. These guys are uh, kind of go all out on the field right now, doing doing going through their workout. So for to wait till after their after, after the game i'd be happy to give you something on that one if that's all right hey craig if i could prevail upon you to talk about something we've talked a lot about omar's you know great first three weeks of the season um you know last night the pitchers talked about him how what a great job he's doing um corbin talked about him blocking having confidence to throw balls in the dirt I mean, his game, now that we've seen him hit, last year we saw the defense, it, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, he. I think, you know, this was, uh, you know, a little bit of our hope is that, you know, he didn't have a – obviously didn't have a good 2020 offensively. He did have a good 2020 defensively. And if you put kind of 2019 and 20 together, we thought this this there's a good – there's a really good player in here. And um, – He's off to a great start offensively, but I think I think we're getting some of both of that player right now. We're getting the offense and the defense right now, and um, you do you see a, a really really good catcher and um, a guy that's impacting the game in a lot of places at the bat, at bats uh, with our pitching staff. I think you know catching's a position just it's so much easier. I think the second year with pitchers, the, the, the knowledge of the pitcher, the comfort with the pitcher, the relationship with the pitcher um, is, is easier for Omar. And, um, you know, I think he's 
feels really comfortable with all these guys and, and feels really comfortable with this defensive game right now. Craig, we've talked about how the off days have helped your starters perhaps with some extra rest. Has that been true for Omar as well? We don't think about the catchers. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's helped. It's helped everybody. The schedule has been for our schedule has been kind of the way you'd want a baseball schedule. Just a day off a week, uh, I think is, is ideal for a baseball schedule. Um, and uh, it's, it's helped our position players um, you know, as, as uh, with the injuries we've had some guy we've leaned on some guys pretty hard. We've leaned on Travis and Abby, um, Jackie Bradley. We've leaned on those guys pretty hard. Um, you know, we haven't caught, we've shared the catching is just kind of a Omar's catching today again, but um, that that's just a reflection kind of how we're going to catch moving forward. Um, but he's in a good place um, and he's able to do this and we've, we've taken it easy on him pretty good so far. Um, so I, he's able to do this. Cor- Corbin talked last night Greg, about how Omar, he doesn't even have to shake him off. They're just so in sync with their game planning now and, you, know, you hear Woody talk about that too, just how this whole package is coming together with, I think Walker and Omar and you know Chris Hook and and, and Manny, yeah, Manny's involved in that too. I would include Manny, Manny in that as well, yeah. But I mean, it's nice to hear that stuff, isn't it? That they feel like everybody. Yeah, there. I mean, this is what this is what's um, some continuity, I think, provides right. Um, same two catchers continuity with their pitchers um we're getting that we've got that we've got essentially five starters that have uh, been with us now that we're in year two at minimum of year two with all these guys so and in, in case of like corbin and, and woody and freddie were you know and adrian were very very knowledgeable with them and there and so there, there's not there's not a lot to hide there right we, we know everything about them we know everything about each other and we've gone through a game plan before a game multiple times. Each catcher has. Um, so it's good. And there's going to be times when, you know, Manny's going to catch Corbin at times and and that's, that's still going to happen. But, but because of the comfort level and because they're all prepared and, and together in all these meetings, it'll be no big deal. Craig, um, I asked Brett and um, Adrian about this, but just considering all the moving parts you've had, especially in the infield defensively, are you still happy with the defense and, you know, the run prevention that you've gotten from that group? Yeah, I mean, we, we've uh, – it, it probably isn't how we drew it up in spring training necessarily. Um, but uh, I think we played very well defensively overall. Um, so, you know, not, not it's, it's something that's important. I think that's a big part of run prevention that, you know, we saw it last night. That's a play that's two runs on the – absolutely with that play um there's pitches involved in that that bring the bullpen into the game more uh, so it's something that we've put an emphasis on um and i think it's it's paid off so far for our pitchers Craig, speaking of that do you do you, you expect all, to get after watching keston last night and a few games if you just thought it was time for a timeout today i see he's not in the lineup he, he looks like he's scuffling a little more than he was earlier. Yeah, it's just a day off. I mean, I, I anticipate seeing him play today, but he'll he'll be in there at some point today, but uh, but just a day off. 
What, what are you seeing with his at bats now, right now, Craig? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, he, he hasn't got locked in yet. There's, you know, that's, that's pretty clear. Just the consistent good at bats. We haven't, that they haven't been there on um, the consistent kind of, the thing that I always see from Keston, that's a great sign is when he drives the ball in the air to the opposite field, that that's kind of like the Keston, the locked in Keston Hira. Um, and uh, the, there was really a, there was a day of that that you saw some signs of that in St. Louis, and and then um, he did hit some balls in the air in the homestand, uh, but but um, you know the series has been been a little rough on him, so we're just just trying to give him a day today and with the off day tomorrow and, and get it back out there. Craig, do you anticipate Urias being back Friday, or is that still a TBD? Uh, he again, uh, happy to answer that after the game. If that's, if that's all right. Yeah. Sorry. We're all caffeinated out here. No, I hear you. Yeah. That's well, these guys are in the process of that. <laughs> Has um, Eric Yardley looked more like himself just since he's come back like a little bit, just the sharper. Command. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, last night I thought that it's the slider to me that, well, the fastball has been, uh, a little better too, but the slide he's the slider has become a weapon again. He threw, you know, he threw a good one last night, I think to fam for strike two, you know, and it was just a, I thought a sign that, um, when the hitter has to re respect the slider, uh, he threw a good one to Grisham to get him out, I believe. So when the hitter has to respect the slider, he's just a different pitcher. And, and I think those first couple outings and really in spring training, it was, to me, it was the slider that was just a little, even there were the misses were really big with it. Um, and you know, they're really down, um, or, or way kind of out of the zone away to a righty. So it, it just makes you a different pitcher when, when you don't have to uh, uh, kind of respond to that pitch and, and now they do. And it's a different at bat. All right, there you go. There is uh, Craig Council talking before uh, today's ba baseball game against the San Diego Padres, Adrian Hauser, Goes to the hill today for the Brewers, who are in a position, really, uh, to get the sweep of the San Diego Padres. Getting the first one with Brandon Woodruff, giving up a run. Brewers pitching staff with Corbin Burns and Yardley and Rasmussen. Uh, and those guys shutting down uh, the Padres yesterday, 6 nothing. Uh, and now we'll see what they can do with Adrian Hauser on the mound. And again, Hauser has not been Burns, has not been uh, even Peralta, for that matter, or Woodruff. But still, he's got a good ERA. He has nothing, nothing to be bad or ashamed about or anything like that. Go off there, uh, keep your guys in the game for you know two, three, give up two, three runs. That's fine. I think this Brewers team is capable of putting up five, four, five runs a game. It looks like as of lately. So we'll see how this whole thing plays out. You know, the other thing too that got brought up at the beginning of that press conference uh, was the D Strange Gordon thing, and we didn't talk about that. But D Strange Gordon. Uh, Brewers brought a press release, signed to a minor league deal. He is going to the alternate site for the Brewers to begin. Uh, I'm assuming once they get him ready to go uh, in game shape, if he's not in game shape, we have no idea. Uh, once he is ready to go, get him some at-bats down there, get some live pitching and so forth, because he hasn't had spring training. He hasn't had anything. Uh, once he's ready to go, then I'm assuming they'll call him back up, and he'll be a valuable depth piece, as Council pointed out there uh, during that press. Now, this is a guy, again, a little bit older, just a couple of years ago, you know, he can hit you know, 270, 265, 270, steal 30 bases, be a guy that can be at the top of that lineup. To me, I think it's just it's a big, big deal 
for this Brewers team, especially if he's on this roster all year where he's on the postseason roster. Because even if he doesn't start, the ability that you have to be able to pinch run D. Gordon in there to be able to get you some stolen bases uh, and then be able to then put him on anywhere, literally in the field. He can pretty much play anywhere, anywhere you want, uh, whether it be after pinch running and then replacing somebody or a double switch or something like that, just gives you so many more uh, different options that you can use with having a D Gordon or D Strange Gordon uh, on your bench. And to me, I think that was a great sign by David Stearns. Inexpensive, didn't cost you really anything. Uh, and now this puts Gordon in a position to try and go win a ring with this Milwaukee Brewers baseball team. Will he fit into the clubhouse? Don't know. I don't think I've ever heard anything good or bad about D. Gordon as far as how he is in the clubhouse to have an opinion on whether or not, from a chemistry standpoint, that makes sense. I will say I think that David Stearns, to a degree, probably does pay attention to some of that stuff. And other times, like when you trade in Orlando Arcia, you know, fans get outraged and like, oh man, he's such a good chemistry guy. And, you know, they're going to really miss him. And he's such a big deal. And uh, they just continue to play and win. Yeah. And and I'm sure they do miss him. And I'm sure he misses them, right? Being with his new team. And I don't think that he's even on the Braves roster unless he got called up and I missed it. But he got sent uh, to the alternate site too uh, when he got to the Atlanta Braves. He wasn't that like they traded for Arcia and they put him in the starting lineup. That's not what happened. So chemistry, obviously, is a big deal, I think. And um, in this deal here, if D. Gordon isn't a good fit, and like I said, we don't know, but if he isn't a good fit, they just move on from him. It didn't cost him really anything. So that, that that's why I like it. it. It's it's one of those deals where it's low risk, high reward. And if it works, you look like a superstar if D. Gordon turns into gold between now and the end of the season, ends up being a, a leadoff hitter for you and, and that whole deal. The only issue is where is he going to play? if he is going to be your everyday player, because there's nowhere in the outfield. Colton Wong is at second base. He ain't playing there. A shortstop is Urias, so he would really have to screw up for D. Gordon to take his job, I think, at this point. Third base is Travis Shaw. Uh, so I, I don't – and first base, he ain't playing first base. That's out. That I don't think that there's any chance that happens. Unless, you know, they put D. Gordon at second with Colton Wong to first base. If if you're at the point of getting up on Keston Hira or if you trade Keston Hira or something like that, which I am – not wanting to do. So I, I don't know if he necessarily can play every day, but I think he would be a great bench piece and somebody that would be very, very valuable coming off the bench. We'll talk more about all of this with the franchise Tim Allen. He comes up next. He'll be the host of the Bella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, driven post-game show, I should say, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway and Union Grove coming up uh, after this game this afternoon. As always, after the last pitch, you always make the switch, as you've done for 16 years already. Man, Tim and I are old. Uh, right here at 1250 uh, AM the fan. Don't forget follow us on twelve fifty AM the fan, as well as don't forget to check out the website twelve fifty AM the fan dot com and download that Odyssey app A U D A C Y uh, Odyssey. Download it. There's not only sports talk radio from the, the fan or for the Big Show Network, but from other radio stations around the country and all kinds of different podcasts that you can get on that Odyssey app uh, as well from all different walks of life. It's just it's a must have as an app on your phone. Go download it today. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The Fan, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Coming up next uh, will be the Rami Show without Rami. Rami's actually off uh, the next couple of days. And in his stead will be Ryan Horvath from the Bart Winkler Show and BetQL Daily. Uh, Ryan will be in here from 3 until 6 today and from 3 until 6 tomorrow afternoon uh, as well. So uh, looking forward to talking to Ryan uh, coming up uh, in the next segment after we talk to the franchise 
uh, Tim Allen will find out what Ryan has planned uh, for his show from three until six. I I, I don't think it's going to be gambling talk for three hours. I, I don't think it that's what it's going to be. So should be some fun, interesting radio from Ryan Horvath uh, coming up uh, in just a little bit. The other thing, uh, too, that I wanted to mention is Dan Plucker. Nicely done, right? Him and Evan Heffelfinger last night uh, hosting the Pella Windows uh, and Doors of Wisconsin a post-game show driven by our guys at Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Did a, just a great job last night. They were on from like midnight to 1 a.m. last night after the Brewers shut out the Padres 6-0. Plucker stepped up, did a great job. Evan Heffelfinger did a great job as well. Got a couple calls on the show. Uh, a guy, Vincent in Anaheim, who some of you don't like. Um, I, I don't I don't mind him. I, I, I get along with him fine. He used to call in all the time after Bucks games. All the time. And it all started... Uh, that year where the Bucks eventually ended up losing to the Raptors is when this whole thing started out. And, uh, yeah, always got along with him. I know some of you don't like him, but I, I find him highly entertaining. Uh, so, yeah, so thanks again to Plucker and Evan for staying up late and doing that. Tim, back in the seat today, uh, this afternoon, after Adrian Hauser and the Brewers take on the Padres. Again, Brewers going for the sweep this afternoon. No Keston Hira in the lineup. It appears he's got a day off, as Craig Consul said. He said he had a day off, and then in the same presser that we just heard in the last segment, at the very same moment in time, said, but you'll probably see him today. Well, then it's not a day off. He may not be in the starting lineup, but to me, maybe your your definition of a day off is different. To me, if somebody tells me I've got a day off, that probably means I'm not working right now. In this industry, that doesn't mean that's what that means, and maybe it's that way in the sports world as well, but... So it, right now, uh, it looks like Keston Hero not starting. Jace Peterson is going to get the start at second base. Vogelback uh, is back in there again today at first base. And Vogelback to what Craig Council said a, a couple days ago, which is he's just got to play more. Like his, his bat is is too important to this lineup to not play him more. So Vogelback back in the lineup at first base. Uh, and no Keston Hero. Also, no Luis Urias. They asked Council about that. Council said, yeah, we'll talk about that after the game. I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay, fine. I'm not sure what's going to happen during the game. That would lead to having to wait till after the game. Maybe they're doing an MRI or x-rays or something or waiting on results of something before they go forward uh, with telling us what actually really is wrong with Luis Urias. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is the franchise, Tim Allen. How are we doing, Timmy? What's up? All right, uh, so you weren't on the post-game show last night. So your thoughts on last night's game, 6-0 win. Corbin Burns continues, even though he didn't dominate necessarily, didn't give up a run, didn't give up a walk. No, he was uh, he was outstanding, absolutely. Uh, and I am connected on the other end, by the way, if oh. you want to flop over there. All right, uh, this is on-air magic right here, what we're doing here yeah. with Tim Allen. There we go, Tim Allen. Yeah, this uh, is, sounds better this way, right? Now yeah, you're in your is, studio at home better. versus being yep. on the phone. Okay, yep. so go ahead, Tim. Yeah, uh, Corbin Burns, just amazing. And and now, I mean, it does beg the question, and I think it's fair, um, you know, when it does come back down to earth, and it will a little bit, it will, and I don't want to be negative about that, but it will, will come down a little bit. But how much? And, and still, how powerful will he be? Even so if it comes to a three ERA, that's still good. It's still really good. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. But the way it looks is that the, the, the more starts that go by, the more real it is. And, and you know, I watched last night uh, with a different perspective on, on the game. Uh, being off, I didn't 
sit and take meticulous notes, and, and I viewed it a little bit differently, and I really kept my eye on Corbin Burns. And the one thing I noticed was that I mean, he was he was not blinking at all in any situation. Nothing changed with him. There was you know maybe one out uh, in the second or third inning, and nobody on. He pitches a certain way, just executing every pitch, just making sure everything's right. Fast forward to the fourth inning, first and third. He's into a little bit of trouble. Now, Billy McKinney did bail him out with a with an amazing catch. Unbelievable catch. Yep. But uh, he didn't blink. He didn't change a thing there. It was always the same pacing, same uh, same in the fifth inning when he had the bases loaded and one out facing Grisham. And I thought that was, you know, it was a five-zip Brewers lead at that time. However, it did feel like they, the San Diego Padres are one hit away from, you know, really making this a game. But he didn't blink. He, he strikes him out. And really, there was there was no change of anything with him. To me, that was key. the The key was that he he just doesn't he doesn't budge at all. He doesn't give in at all. And you know, to to start out with forty strikeouts through the first four starts, six innings in each, he allows one hit, one hit, two hits, and four hits in those four starts. Just the one run. And no walks, and that's the key here. I, I talk about not blinking at all. He's not giving in. Yeah, he's he's maybe playing his corners, but he ain't giving in. Not not to any one of these guys in any situation. That to me was telling. Yeah, and again, we talk about it all the time with pitchers, right? That mental toughness, something that a guy like Manny Parra lacked big time, uh, and it it pretty much cost him from being maybe as good as as he could have been in his career. And that's something that Woodruff and Corbin Burns definitely show. Uh, that they have a lot of is the mental toughness. Now, today you get Adrian Hauser uh, on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. And again, no, he's not Burns. He's not, uh, you know, he's not Woodruff. He's not even Peralta at this point. But again, this guy that comes in with just an ERA, just over three, he's given up a couple of home runs. The thing that worries you about Hauser is that strikeout to walk ratio, not exactly great. Uh, and he's got to learn to maybe cut down on some of those walks that he's given up. But outside of that, I feel pretty good going into this game with Hauser on the mound with an opportunity to sweep. He's key. We'll be patient with Freddie Peralta because yep. there's going to be some ups and downs. Then that's fine because he's, you know, he's well on his way as uh, as young as he is and you know gaining experience uh, every, every time out. So that I, I I understand. Brett Anderson, you know what you get. You know you get a veteran. He's going to be around that four ERA, which you know isn't great, but it's going to keep you in baseball games. His last time out, man, he was amazing. Going seven innings of one run ball. And then you get to Hauser, and I think Hauser's key, and I think he's been key to this rotation. Uh, I was uh, talking with Adam McKelvey uh, just prior to the season, and we both agree that Adrian Hauser, for this for this uh, rotation, to be dominating to where everybody's got to look at the Milwaukee Brewers and say, you definitely have you ha- your hands full over there. Will you play those Brewers? You've got your hands full. You see it. Uh, possibly on MLB Network, ESPN, all the outlets talking baseball. In order to get to that sentiment, it's up to Adrian Hauser. And you're right. The the ERA, that's not horrible. It's actually actually pretty good. He's not going the distance in terms of innings pitched. It's you know four innings, four and four and a third, four and two thirds, maybe five. But I want him to be the next step guy, the next step like Woodruff and, and Burns, and that's a tough call. It is a tough call. That's a tough ask. But if let's just pretend. If he is, because 
think it was Ryan Braun that said a couple of years ago, Stevie, that that stuff from Adrian Hauser is some of the best stuff he's seen. Yeah, he did. And I was floored by that comment and forgot about it until you just brought it up. From my perspective on this, this is how I look at it, right? If this is going to be a special season, championship season, whatever you want to call it, the first two got to continue to do what they're doing, right? A little bit step back, obviously. They're not going to have sub-1 ERAs all year. But they've got to continue to pitch like aces and maybe be both be in that Cy Young conversation. Peralta then has to be your third best pitcher in this rotation uh, and be maybe a half a step behind those two. And then after that, all I need from Hauser and Anderson, in the words of Tim Allen, is inning eaters. That's it. That that's At that yep. point, that's really all you're looking for. And again, innings eater is a term that Craig Council has no idea what that even means at this point because he doesn't like pitching guys more than five innings anyhow. But, I mean, that's that's kind of really what you're looking for out of those two guys. Just be innings eaters. Be, be the supons at a lot less money at the back end of a rotation. That's kind of what you need out of those two guys. If you get more than that, you know, if – if Hauser and Brett Anderson's ERA is around four or less, oh my God, now you're really in a a special type season and a win-win type of situation. If you've got your fourth and fifth guys with ERAs around four, that's a huge bonus. And then your offense doesn't have nowhere near the amount of pressure on it. It's only been 17 games, but Chris Hook has his pitching staff doing what they've got to do and then some. No, and now it now it turns it turns over to the offense now. And and what I'm seeing with Brewers baseball, now maybe not every night there's there's uh the offense that <clears throat> uh won 7 zip a few games ago. They had an 8-2 uh victory. They had the 6 zip yesterday. I'm seeing an offense um be allotted time by these starters. And that's that's what I'm seeing here. They're given time and do they break through in an inning? Fine, if that's what it takes. That's Nobody is going to accuse this offense of being a great offense as of yet. They're just not. Even with Yelich Wong and Kane back, are they going to be a, a great offense around the uh, National League? Maybe not, but they don't have to be with a pitching staff like this. So I'm seeing playoff baseball. That's what I'm seeing. These are just oh, – this is yeah. style of playoff baseball. It's great starting pitching opportunistic offense and situational baseball once you get to the seventh, eighth, and ninth. It's certainly a playoff team. No question about that. It's just a matter of how good of a playoff team is it going to be. And I still have a ton of faith in this offense. I do think this offense is going to be one of the better offenses in the National League uh, as temperatures warm up and guys get healthy and get back into the groove uh, of playing every day, knowing it's a six-month season and working on things and getting going. I do think this offense is going to be really good. The one guy that didn't play well last year that has been on fire lately and is a huge bonus pop is Omar Narvaez. We knew he'd play better, but he has played really well offensively at this point. Just amazing. And and you do a little deeper uh, dig into his numbers, and uh, Sam can appreciate this too, being being a numbers guy. But when you deep dig deeper into the numbers, you find that the dude – how did he turn into that last year? Now he's not the only one. There were others Yelich. all around the league. Yeah. You know, not just exclusive to the Brewers, but I knew him and Avi Garcia are two guys that Brewer fans have no idea how good they are, and I don't blame them. I don't blame anybody for not noticing this because they were awful last year offensively. Both of them were. That being said, hang in there with these guys. These guys are good, and especially Omar. What's uh, particularly impressive about Omar is his defensive skills, okay, not gold glove material. Let me start there. 
but it's almost like advertised when Eric Thames came in. And Eric Thames, oh, defense is a liability. And he was actually decent. Uh, Jesus Aguilar, same thing. Well, he's got to work on his defense a little bit. And he turned out to be okay. Same thing with Omar Narvaez. Everyone points to his defense. He's not going to. He threw out a runner the other day. That was a pivotal moment in a three-to-one game. I mean, a huge moment in that game. I think he's three for six on cutting down runners trying to steal. He is reachy a little bit, if you know what I mean. He doesn't yep. block the ball particularly well, but he's getting the job done. He is, and offensively, you can't ask for anything more. Now, pop in a hot Yelich. A cane on a little bit of a roll, a consistent Wong, and you, you've got something here. I'll be honest with you. Last night, for the first time, it crossed my mind of trading Lorenzo Cain. It was the first time. I, 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 I've I, been sitting McKinney. here watching this team play. For sure, McKinney, but also defensively, you don't lose anything. You might gain something with Bradley playing every day in center field. Offensively, yes, you lose a little something. For sure, by having going from Kane to Bradley Jr., who's struggling again with the bat. But this is who Bradley Jr. is. If you haven't followed his career, he's as streaky as they come. He's going to get red hot and carry you, and then he's going to go ice cold and kill you. That's who this dude is. Just get used to it. This is what you're going to see the rest of the year. But having said that, I mean, McKinney's your fifth outfielder. He deserves more at bats than that. And he's a heck of a lot younger than Lorenzo Kane at this point. And I know from a chemistry standpoint, you know, it's a big deal to have Lorenzo Kane. But they got to the playoffs last year without him. Arcia is gone. They seem to be doing just fine without him. The problem is, because of how much Lorenzo Kane makes, I just don't know if you can get anything for Lorenzo Kane uh, at this point, other than just trading Lorenzo Kane just to trade Lorenzo Kane. I would say not yet. Let's 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 hold off. I, I don't know. What the market would bear for for Low Kane, I, I would imagine you get you'd get uh, what a mid level pitching prospect, maybe. Yeah, I would think something decent. But David Stearns and Matt Arnold, they've done a nice job of you know taking these chances and the, and the chances that they take on say a Derek Fisher. Well, we don't know. He, he got hurt and it opened the door. Oh, there's another chance. Billy McKinney, they pick him up last year. They wanted him. They wanted to get him in last year. I think they knew way ahead of time, Stevie, that what they had in Billy McKinney, McKinney, I, because he traveled with the team uh, for for the latter portion of the, was of a, the year last year. He was year. a top prospect for the longest time in Major League Baseball and just never panned out at the Major League level. Do you blame the Brewers for taking pops at these no guys? No chance. These, I do. No, that was a great. It was a yeah. great gamble. Yes. Phil Bickford was the 18th overall selection when he was drafted, the right-hander they got from San yep. Francisco. Okay, did that work out as as well? Not yet. I think the jury's still out That's on that. That's not done yet. Yep. What Bickford is, but they give it another shot. I think 24th overall for Billy McKinney. Mm-hmm. And so why not take a chance? And, uh, well, these are those untold uh, and unknown surprises that Craig Council talks about every single year I, I i can't tell you in which way shape or form us this is going to come at us i don't know whether it's injuries i don't know whether it's a trade i don't know where these things are going to pop up but surprises will happen both good and bad real. So we you see the bad in the injuries and we see the good in, in billy mckinney popping up no question real quick here i gotta get to a break but your thoughts on uh, D. Strange Gordon? They officially announced now he's he's got his minor league deal done he's through the intake process he's going to report to the alternate site uh, to get him up to speed here because he's had no spring training or no nothing. So he's got to face some live pitching and, and get his baseball sense to him. I think it's a great deal. I really do. I think it's low risk, high reward. If you just go back a couple of years, you know, if he hits 265, 270, steals 30 bags, 
especially when you get to the postseason, have him available to be a pinch runner, go in and fill in in numerous positions late in the game. I think it's a huge addition for this Brewers team that's going to pay off in in spades later in the year. Well, you wonder if uh, Luis Urias and Daniel Robertson both have storylines behind them now, the injury one and the lack of production with the other. Uh, And then the timing of this, where they make it official yesterday, you wonder if all those things are connected and 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 just just to to be seen uh, just just to be determined yet if all three of those things are connected i i don't know about the urius thing i had read this morning uh, a piece that said he cramped up on his home run trot it looked like something happened when he left the box on the on the home run i don't think it was a cramp i'm not a doctor we'll see all we, i know is see, council yeah. said in pregame today that we just played on midday madness when asked about Urias, we'll talk about that after the game. That was his response. There's something there. Absolutely. Why <laughs> yes. wouldn't you just say it now? Then what are you? Why are you playing your cards close to the vest for? Because you think the Padres are scared Urias may or may not pinch hit in the game, so that's going to change everything. Well, any understand. any little bit of an advantage yeah, is is going to help. But yeah, those things, three things are connected to be determined on the D Gordon thing. No question about it. Tim Allen, look forward to hearing you one more time again coming up this afternoon. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Post-game show driven by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. You'll be on probably right around 6 or 6.30 would be my guess. You bet. Go Brewers. Let's see Adrian Hauser go off today. That would be awesome. There he is, the franchise, Tim Allen, joining us from his lovely home. Now in studio is Ryan Horvath. We'll see what's coming up on the Rami Show as he fills in. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.